machine girl. See her living in her blood-soaked world. She's looking for a Yakuza guy. And you know he's going to die. He's gonna die. We're talking about Billy Joel's favorite movie, Machine Girl. I don't want to see an ordinary film. I want to see something extraordinary. Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles. You ever feel as if your mind had started to erode? Right, sir. Let's rock indeed. Welcome everybody to 1,000 Wives of Weird, a podcast that is a celebration of everything weird, mostly movies. I'm Brad Hefner. With me as always on this second take of this episode... <laughs> Is Billy Martell, and as I just said, this is our second take. Uh, we we had a few technical errors on the first go. You yes. don't need to know this, but it's sure. it's a big part of our lives for the last five it's... minutes. <laughs> Not even that. It was a very small problem. Yes, we talked about the streaming platform Tubi a little bit. Yeah, and gave our recommendation for that. Sure. This week we are talking about the 2008. Japanese action shock gore film mm-hmm. Machine Girl. Machine Girl. Uh, yeah, f- uh, we usually like to give a little bit of a plot synopsis at the top of the of the episode, talking about like what kind of movie it is, and yeah, see see if it's something that you'd be interested in before Absolutely. we get into spoilers. So as I said, it's a shock gore film. There's a lot of blood, a lot of blood, a lot of blood spraying. I think that this movie has the most simple plot of. Potentially any movie we've talked about. On yeah, this. it's not. It's it's a basic uh, college girl. I think they say she's in college at one point. Uh, either college or high school. I don't remember what. Sure. She's she's got a uniform, which makes me think high school. Yes, but they at one point they refer to her friend as a college girl. Mm, do they? Okay. Yes. So who knows? It could also be a translation thing. It could also be a translation thing. But uh, essentially, plot is girl needs get revenge. Arm is gone. Machine gun for arm, and that is plot. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> get specifically Gatlin gun, so you get an idea of like exactly what yeah. we're going for here. Exactly. I've never seen Planet Terror. How is this? Have you seen Planet Terror? I saw Planet Terror in the theaters when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, How does bear- this stack up to Planet Terror in terms of women with missing limbs with machine guns replacing them? I like this a lot more than Planet Terror. But I've not seen Planet Terror in a long time. That's all right. I haven't heard many good things about Planet Terror. I got the sense that this is uh, a more fun movie than that. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Planet Ter- Planet Terror is trying very hard. Yes. But I also, now that I've seen more Exploitation and Grindhouse, and also have seen El Mariachi, which is very grindy, Yes. I should revisit it sure. to see how it stacks up. Very true. But Billy... Yes. Would you recommend Machine Girl? I think I absolutely would. I I had a, like a, an interesting time with this movie when I was actually watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- and it's something that we've talked about off the air a lot, and I think we have actually brought up on the show a couple of times now, which is coming into a movie with the wrong expectations. Yes. I don't know how I got the wrong expectations for a movie called Machine Girl. And I've also a woman with a machine shown gun. you the opening scene to this movie before. Yes, and I I really enjoyed the opening scene when I first saw it, and I enjoyed it again when I saw it here. In fact, I, in my notes, I wrote down uh, the best action opening since John Wick 2. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I think that there there were a couple of moments in the beginning of this movie, and the movie is so tongue in cheek. Yes, uh, that I 
and I've been spending a lot of my time recently uh, watching a show called Dimension 20, mm-hmm. which is a very absurd comedy series that takes the absurd comedy, but also leads it back in a direction of having a more serious and meaningful plot in the end. Okay. So I think that maybe the fact that I've been watching that so much and a couple of things that happened at the beginning, my brain was zeroing in on those things and kept expecting the movie to circle around and have some sort of deep message gotcha. or meaning or even just like a human moment of feeling at some point. Nope. And no, if so I recommend this movie specifically if you want nothing but schlock, but like good schlock. Absolutely. Like good schlock, but like nothing more than that. Like this is this is great. This yes. is fantastic. I 100% agree. I yeah. I was sort of I was a little surprised when I asked you briefly like after you mentioned you had watched it. Yeah. I asked you like, "Hey, briefly, did you like it?" And you were like, "Yeah, I did." I'm still solidifying my thoughts. And I was like, "Hmm, what is there to solidify?" <laughs> I kind of expected because of the movies that we watched together yes. and how excited we get. Yes. Over spurting blood especially. <laughs> yes. I would have thought that you would have loved this right off the bat. I love this immediately. Mm-hmm. The effects are good. The effects are great. The effects are actually really um, good for what The it is. picture quality is fucking terrible. It's very bad. It's really bad. Yes. But if you just want over-the-top action, mm-hmm. uh, a ton of blood, and some other gross stuff. Yes. Again, a simple plot. Yeah. There, uh, and that's all the movie is, like you said. Like, yeah. And it's fucking great for that. It is. I think, yeah, I think that the, the problem was... That I that I somehow had that expectation. Every time there was blood splatter and that sort of thing, I was going apeshit over it. Like yeah. I was I was so excited. It, it just, does happen it, when it ended because I'd had those expectations at the beginning. I was like, "Is that all that's going to happen?" <laughs> and then, like the more I thought about, it, I was like, "Yeah, that's all that happened, and that's fine." You and wanted Ted good. Lasso to come in and be like. <laughs> Like, I know, I know you want to get revenge for your brother, but that's not going to bring anybody back. <laughs> well, they, they do have this thing, cause I, and I realize that the reason why they have it is just because this is kind of a thing in a lot of Asian movies to contemplate uh, the morality of murder in action movies. They have a couple of scenes with that, and I was like, oh, is that going to go somewhere? And no, nope. it never goes anywhere. They decide murder's it's A-OK. Just, it's just something that Japanese action movies have a lot of the time, is the character being like, yeah. maybe I am a killer. And so they put it in because... There's a lot of things that happen in this movie because other movies have them, so they just have that. Yeah. But it's it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. And yeah. I actually appreciated that there was not a whole lot of, like... Revenge is ultimately hollow, which I'm sure it is. I've never gotten revenge on anybody. <laughs> but right, yeah. this movie isn't like, hmm, this won't bring my brother back. Maybe mm-hmm. this is pointless and I'm just causing carnage. It's like, nope, carnage. Hell yeah. No, as, as the movie goes on, they become more and more certain that killing a lot of people is exactly what they need to do. And at the end of the movie, it's like, yep, that's exactly what they needed to do. Yep. All right, now we will get into discussing the movie in depth. Sure. Uh, if you have decided that you want to watch Machine Girl, mm-hmm. please go do so. It's a lot of fun if you like this sort of movie. It's for free on Tubi right now. Mm-hmm. This was directed and written by Noboru Iguchi, who yes. also did the film Dead Sushi, which I saw, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's not as good or as over the top as this. Sure. And also the film Zombie Ass. <laughs> 
He's uh, apparently he got his start, I believe, in the Japanese porn industry. He's done a lot of adult film movies, yes, including as uh, did the actress who plays Machine Girl. As most of the actresses in this film makes sense. Most of them are either swimsuit models mm-hmm. or adult actresses. Gotcha. Aguchi <laughs> did a lot of fetish stuff, including enema stuff, which might explain <laughs> oh, <God>. zombie ass. <laughs> The special effects are by Yoshiro Nishimura. Mm-hmm. Does a great job, as we already said. It's fantastic. And he went on to direct another film in this genre of film, Tokyo Gore Police. Oh, I've heard of that one. It's okay. Okay. This is probably my favorite over-the-top gore film that I've seen from this period of J- Japanese cinema. Sure. You have Tokyo Gore Police. You have Yakuza Weapon, mm-hmm. which is more in line with this. Yes. Uh, Meatball Machine, which I have not seen yet, and Hell Driver, which I've seen bits of. These are films with a lot of over-the-top special effects, a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, and I'll, I'll bring this up a little bit later, not a lot of... N- no nudity or sex, really. Yeah, I... You're right. I didn't think about that when I was watching Machine Girl, but now knowing... I didn't know that the director was a porn director when I watched it. Uh, Now knowing that and looking back, you're right. There's not a lot of nudity in the movie at all. No, there's some pervy shit. Yeah, there's pervy shit. But not a lot of it. There's like, I think maybe I can count one panty shot in the entire movie, and that's like crazy considering what anime has given me over the years. True. Yeah. So we begin, as we already mentioned, with one of the greatest action openings ever. Yes. A group of young men are tormenting another young man. They're throwing knives at him and an apple on his head. Playing William Tell. Playing William Tell. Yeah. William Martell. (laughs) Exactly. Ancestor of mine. As they're about to throw all their knives at once, they're stopped by a a woman in a schoolgirl uniform. Mm -hmm. Ami Huga. Mm. And these boys bullied her brother Yu to death. And she tells him he's waiting for them in hell. They prepare to attack. She chops off the leader's arm with a sickle. Oh. And it's just spray and blood. We get our first blood spray. Oh, my God. She reveals she only has one hand before pulling out a giant minigun uh, that it, she attach, attaches to her stump. Mm-hmm. She opens fire on the group. She hits one of them, stripping his head away line by line. <laughs> like a dot matrix printer. But then we get a brilliant, we shift angle. Yes. And this very cheesy digital effect becomes this gross practical effect of just a bloody stump spewing, spewing spewing blood. So much. The the blood fountains, there are so many blood fountains in this movie. We get our first blood fountain only two minutes into the film when she she, she cuts that arm off with a sickle. And... My God, if there was ever an opening that just kind of like sets the tone for what the rest of the movie is going to be, it is It is this. Yes. This, this is this perfection. Is just so ridiculous. And so, <laughs> it's like... it's People say that uh, the, the fight scene that opens Blade, like the club fight scene in Blade, is, is absurdly one-sided. This fight scene is absurdly one-sided. She's literally fighting... Children. Uh, children. <laughs> <laughs> She's fighting dumb children with a minigun. And another thing I really love about this movie, it's not like, oh, I'm going to knock them out. No. Yeah. They're... Super fucking dead. No, this is absolute murder. This is murder all the fucking way. This is a this is a Nakatsu production, mm-hmm. and I've seen a few Nakatsu films. Sure, they're one of the bigger studios in Japan, like 
Toho Toei. Yeah. Uh, Nakatsu, sort of a second stringer, I think. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of Pinku films, Pinky Violence stuff. Which makes not sense that the they're making Machine Girl. Not the classiest production house. Yeah, clearly. They're not the Japanese A24. <laughs> Ami is played by Minase Yashiro. Mm -hmm. uh, she's mostly known for modeling work. Uh, sure. She like does a that. good job in this movie. She, a lot of the ladies do a good they job. They do, yeah. Porn is different in Japan. Is it? It is. It's more... It's all, like, story-based. Modern porn DVDs are like, we're going to have separate scenes with different actresses. Yeah. This is more like the classic porn of the 70s. Oh, It's like, okay. we're going to tell a story. Like, full-on story movies, but with yeah, one Usually sex. one actress. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe... Maybe there's more acting uh, maybe. In, involved there. Uh, I noted that the picture quality is fucking atrocious. Yes, it is. Uh, some more fighting, some more kills, everything mm -hmm. is bloody as fuck. After the bullies are dead, Ami tries to comfort the bullied, but he runs away. Well, the, the, the kid who was being bullied. Yes. Uh, there is one... Uh, a guy who gets ends up getting killed by just a, a big pipe getting sent right through his fucking <laughs> yep. skull. And I wrote down, the pipe through the head sends me. Uh, and I said, thank you, Noboru Aguchi, you're doing the Lord's work. He is. <laughs> Do you... Here's something I was thinking about a lot during mm -hmm. my rewatch. Mm -hmm. I would love if America made movies like this. Yes. But I don't know. I think the foreignness of it, the language barrier... Helps me accept the irony and the ridiculousness of it more. Sure. I think if it were in English, like we were talking about Planet Terror. Yes. I think if I saw a movie like this in English, I'd be like, this is trying very hard. Mm. Granted, we don't see blood sprays like this in American movies. No. We I think not. if I saw that, I'd still be on board. I, I think that... I think it depends, I think it partially depends on the attitude you go into the film with. I think that, yeah, I think if you had this much blood spray and you were this devoted to, we talk about sometimes they're like movies that are weird and they dedicate themselves to creating that environment of weirdness all the way through. Mm. And uh, I, I mentioned that I'd recently seen Napoleon Dynamite for the first time. And the thing that I liked the most about it was that their commitment to this style that they gotcha. had all the way through. And I think that Machine Girl does a similar thing of everything that happens in the movie outside of the fight sequences. Every time there's some, every time there's a dramatic moment, or every time there is, uh, it's almost Twin Peaks aspect of of over the top dramaticness. Yes. And, and I don't, absurd I don't. soap opera-ness that I think would make... Like, if I saw Kristen Bell in a movie, like, just being like, Oh, Johnny, I love you so much. No, Johnny's been beheaded by the mob. <laughs> like, pulls his body dramatically into frame. Johnny's been beheaded by the mob. Well, there's only one thing a girl can do. I gotta chop off my own arm and replace it with a chainsaw. Like, I would... That would be an amazing I would love movie. that, too. I We should talk to Kristen Bell about that. <laughs> we should that. talk to Kristen Bell about doing that. I'm sure as long as we let Dax Shepard on camera for two minutes, she'll be on board. <laughs> Dax Shepard is the headless corpse of her boyfriend. <laughs> she'd, she'd love that. She would love that. Dax would probably like that, too. We flash back six months ago. Mm -hmm. Amy is having fun playing basketball. Yes. Uh, she's being cheered on by her excitable friend, Yoshi. Her friend in heavy air quotes. Yes. Yes. 
They're together twice. They they are oh, you definite, mean... definitively lovers. <laughs> I think Yoshi unrequited lovers. Yoshi has the Yuri antics for uh, for Ami, but yeah. I don't know that Ami returns again. It's a yeah, very she does. sexless. She does because because Yami says uh, if you were a boy, you know, <laughs> pulls hair over one ear. Uh, I, I I guess I would date you. And and she, and and Ami says back to her, is like maybe I should be dating you, hair over ear. And you. <laughs> Like it's okay. It's, there's there's uh, some stuff that they need to work out by kissing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they will not get that chance. Unfortunately, they don't even get the chance to be roommates. Ami's brother Yu comes to visit. Fun fact: in the dub, which I have not heard, because why the fuck would I watch the dub? I unfortunately watched the dub because that was all that was available on Tubi. Oh, you should have let me know. I would have. Uh, you could have done a free trial of Fandor. I should have done that. I forgot that you told me to do that. How was the dub? The dub is surprisingly good. Really? Um, I think part of it is... is So, I would never watch the dub of Squid Game, even if it was the only thing I could find. Yeah. Because Squid Game is meant to be taken seriously. Okay. Machine Girl, it's kind of the same thing as when you watch one of the goofier Godzilla movies with a dub. It doesn't hurt the experience that much, because the movie is already silly. So any silliness you get from the dub. But the actors doing the dub were really working it like they awesome. were really into it and i even got like a voice actor that i really enjoy later on in the movie i'll i'll mention it when he comes okay up. well i'll mention right now yeah. that the voice actor in the dub for you mm-hmm. is michael center nicholas who does the voice of dean venture on the venture brothers oh interesting so yeah they 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 have they have some names in yeah. this in this dub cast but yeah, I said I said I don't know if if uh, this is a dub issue or no. Uh, but when you shows up in his interactions with his sister, you uh, comes across as if he's playing the part much younger than the actor who is playing him clearly is. Well, that's a common thing in movies everywhere. Definitely. I think this movie plays it up a little bit more. And looking back on the movie as a whole, I think this was an intentional choice to be, again, just very goofy and, and yeah. soap opera-esque about, like, oh, come on, sis! <laughs> I, sw- I just need money for a new video game! And that's what he begs Ami yeah. for. Yes. But it's not for a game. It's not. It's to pay off a junior high Yakuza. <gasps> uh, you lied to his sister, how could he? He and his friend Takeshi need to pay off bullies, mm-hmm. but it's not enough because the head bully, Shokamura. The son of a Yakuza. Yes. Doesn't care about money. He just wants them to suffer. He even burns the money in front of them. Burns the money in front of them. I just want people like you to suffer. So, out of the gate, no ambiguity. The bad guys are the baddest of yes. guys. Absolute. No, don't need to worry about feeling bad about them being dead. They deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they are children. Even if they are children. Uh, the next morning, Ami has made fried chicken for breakfast. Which is apparently a thing that happens in Japan. I guess so. That's I guess wonderful. So. That's great. Sure. There's no rule about what breakfast foods are. No. You could have spaghetti for breakfast. You could. You could have chicken parmesan for breakfast. I have often had pie for breakfast. Have you? What kind of pie? Uh, whatever pie I can get my hands on. Normally yeah. apple or blueberry. Yeah. Not, a, you... not a fan of pumpkin. What about pecan? Not a fan of pecan. I don't like anything. I don't like nuts. Gotcha. Yeah. So it... you just like uh, mounds. You don't like an almond joy. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't like mounds either. Okay, well, yeah. that's 
all I put in your Halloween bag, so... <laughs> you got me a Halloween bag. Oh, yeah. Well, when you came to my house trick-or-treating... Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot. I was up. I was really high that night. Okay. Yeah. You were dressed up like Alan Grant. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> uh, vaguely, vaguely. And you said, give me some Dinah Moore candy. <laughs> and I just kept piling the mounds in your bag. Mounds of mounds, I mounds said. Mounds of mounds. And you laughed a lot. Which now that you say that you were high makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that sounds like that sounds like high me. Do you like fried chicken? Would you like fried chicken for breakfast? I love fried chicken for oh, breakfast. That sounds great. You lies to Ami about how he got his bruises. I fell down. Ami denounces violence. <laughs> uh, their parents killed themselves because they were accused of murder. And I wrote, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a second. This is something that is glossed over a lot. <laughs> it's so glossed over. And here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't need this backstory for a character to go, murder is wrong. Right. You could just have them be like, no, violence is wrong, murder is wrong. Sure. I suppose... On its own face. Actually, no, because later people are like, I know you, you're the murderer. It does mur- It does daughter. get brought back into the plot but later. But at the same time... But it is just as pointless when it's brought back into the plot later as it is The characters earlier. could jo- just be like, I don't fucking know you, yeah, go the fuck away. Exactly. And the... I think it's more just, again, adding on to that sort of, like, soap opera-esque tone of... It can't just be, like, you know that our when our, before they died, our parents said never to resort to violence to solve your problems. It's so much more dramatic and absurd to say... If they... You, you know <laughs> that our, our parents, right before they killed themselves, told us never to resort to violence because they were so upset over the murder allegations and we're never going to explain any of that. Nope. Like, who was murdered, why, not gonna get into it. How do you think they killed themselves? Uh... I think that they uh, took a leaf out of George Romero's original script for Dawn of the Dead, uh, started up a helicopter, and just, like, jumped into the blade. You're not going to fucking believe this. What? That's what I was going to say. (laughs) I I almost wanted to do a bit. I was going to say, let's say it on three. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, jumped into helicopter blades. Oh, my God. As a fucking joke. And I figured you would say, like, seppuku or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) My original thing, I was going to say, well, clearly they did what she was going to do at the end of the movie and cut her own head off. But I was like, no, that's not silly enough. (laughs) Ami promises to protect you elsewhere at the home of show. We learn uh, shows with his father, and we learn that the family are not only Yakuza, but ninja. They are ninja Yakuza. They are from an ancient uh, honorable ninja clan. The Hattori Hanzo clan. That have also become Yakuza. Yes. And also maybe kind of vampires, based on what happens in this scene. I think it's just a blood oath thing. I don't yeah, think it's just a blood oath. But, it's, but fun. Hanzo, it's fun to say ninja Yakuza vampires. It is. And now I want to make a movie called Ninja Yakuza Vampires. I would not be surprised if Japan had already made that movie. Probably. Probably this studio. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, but Hattori Hanzo was, uh, is a legendary figure in Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we were Japanese when they went Hattori Hanzo, we'd probably roll our eyes and be like, of course they're Hanzo. Right, right. Which only adds to the... Absurd, the absurdity, yeah. Show's father tells him he must always be prepared and they have a sword fight. Yes. Which Show comes out on top of. Mm-hmm. Show's father cuts open his own arm and <laughs> in order for them to become closer, 
They don't just become like blood brothers, even though they're fucking father and son. Yes. He cuts open his arm and just torrents of blood <laughs> rain down into Show's mouth. And the, yeah, the kid just like is sitting there with his mouth wide open, just like just getting blood bukkake. Just getting blood bukkake. I was about to say that, and I held back. So I'm glad you went for it. Yeah, we're just <laughs> mind melding today. In we're the- just. <laughs> We're just we're just in sync today. We should sit on each other's the, shoulders. The, and this is a moment where the dub gets really good because the uh, the voice actor playing the dad of in this scene, it well in the whole movie, goes absolutely hardcore for awesome. every line delivery. That's the way you need to play that character. And he's pouring the blood into his son's mouth. And he's just like, "This is the purest of ninja blood." Okay. <laughs> Here's here's a problem we might have. Okay. Uh, and this might be why we have different views on Ami and Yoshi. Sure. Because it seems sounds like the subs are different from the dubs. That is a common problem. It's not yeah. the subs were not just a transcription of the dub, which happens sometimes. Yes. Uh, so we might have some different views on some things. It could be. They also uh, and again, another part of the dub that I found really funny. As he's doing his, the purest of ninja blood, ah! And then suddenly, like, the door opens, a maid comes in and, and, and kneels down, and a tiny little mouse voice comes out of the dub going, Excuse me, sir, but your breakfast is ready. <laughs> That's great. It also, we can also not understate how much show dad, or Kimura daddy, mm-hmm. loves show. Oh, he yes. really loves show. He absolutely... He is daddy's little sweet boy. He is daddy's little sweet he boy. Is, yeah. And the maid is eventually killed by Sho's mother. Yes, for being a, a bad maid. She is the new maid, according to the yes. uh, according to the dialogue. New people don't work out well in the Kimura household, as we're going to see later. Every person who shows up that works at the Kimura household is the new whatever they are. Yes. And then we find out... So the implication becomes that, like... Every person who comes to work here works a day and ends their day by being either mutilated, murdered, or both. What a brutal, brutal, a brutal, a brutal metaphor for capitalism, just like Squid Game. <laughs> exactly, just like Squid Game, which means that conservative pundits are already trying to figure out how to make it about socialism. Yep. Even yeah. though the director, the creator, like outright explicitly sold. said, "Yeah, uh, you runs into the bullies outside the Komoro place." Mm-hmm. I think it's outside the Kamara place. He I, runs I'm pretty into, sure it is. He runs into uh, Shigura Motors, uh, mm-hmm. car mechanics, which is owned and operated by Takeshi's parents. Yes. Takeshi's uh, mother comes in. Takeshi's mother comes in. The The camera gives her, like, a lot of time on her entrance. So it, it like, it definitely has that attitude of, like, hey, an important character has entered the movie. Yes. And she just has like a cool vibe. She's got like she a cool is, like. She's my cut favorite haircut. character. She, I think she's, she's pretty the great. best actress in the film. She is very good. Uh, she is. This is Miki Sugihara, played by Asami Sugiura. Cool. Also known just as Asami. Cool. I've seen her in a bunch of things, including Dead Sushi. Okay. And a favorite director of mine, Sion Sono's film Anti Porno, mm. which would be a candidate for the show, but. I don't know what the fuck we would say about it. I don't think we understand <laughs> Japanese society enough to really okay. get it. Fair enough. But you need to watch some Silence Oh No. I do. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his. Story. I don't think so. He just did a movie this year with Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Which is supposedly 
not great, but oh. I'm still going to watch it and probably yeah, own it because yeah. Scion Sono DVDs tend to go out of print quickly. Oh, okay. But Asami is another model, adult actress, etc. Miki wants you out of her fucking house because of his family's reputation. Right. Takeshi runs out with you. Ami sees the two running and follows. The pairs are the pair are caught by bullies and beaten. As she's running away, Yoshi is very upset because she was planning on studying with with uh, yeah. Ami later. Uh, and of course, in your mind, that just means yeah. No, I wrote do what she scissoring. wants. She wants to study wink with with uh, to... Ami. Yes. And as as. Ami's running after her brother. She is assaulted by a completely different group of bad guys. Yes, just some <laughs> random creeps. Some random creeps who throw her in a van for rape purposes. Yes. And here's one of the few pervy moments. Yes. Uh, they're going to rip her uniform open. You're going to see some bra. You never see actual nudity. No, you see, you just see a flash of bra, and then she fights them off mostly off screen. Like she just It's kind mostly of, on screen. I mean, she has a fight scene with them on screen, but like the actual, like... We cut from them on top of her and be her like, oh no, damsel in distress, to her brother in trouble, and then back to her them just flying off of her like the agents yeah, in, she, in Matrix Reloaded. She kicks them out. She, yeah. she kicks out of her hold. And any of the hand-to-hand fighting in this movie is not very well done. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Which, not everything can be perfect. I don't think, well, let's be real like this isn't a movie where they got a lot of martial artists to work on it they no got absolutely not the people that they knew which were models and adult actresses and they taught them fight choreography mm-hmm. so considering that none of these people probably knew how to fight going into the film very true they're doing a pretty good job they are yeah they are it is not going to compare to bruce lee bruce or lee, jackie chan johnny jackie chan, donnie yen scott yeah. adkins uh yeah even uh shinichi chiba who i've chiba. become uh appreciative of yeah i i will say speaking of martial artists and movies though it is fitting watching this this campy craziness so soon after i just for the first time saw black dynamite yes <laughs> So yes, weir- it's, it's weirdly fitting. Appreciate camp and parody and, and over the top shit, crazy shit. More. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, it's intercut with more beating of you and Takeshi. Yes, show threatens Ami. Takeshi uh, is wearing a T-shirt that says "Super Grocery Bargain," <laughs> which confused the hell out of me. But uh, I'm assuming he he's a superhero in his spare time named Super Grocery Bargain. This will get cut out, but I'm watching only murders in the building with a friend. Oh yeah. And how was that? It's okay. Right. I don't. It looked okay. I don't love it as much as everyone else does, but okay. it's it's fine. Sure. But for whatever reason, in Steve Martin's apartment, there's a framed, I guess it's a poster that just says "Hot Nice Vegetables." <laughs> That's a Steve Martin thing to have in your house. Yeah, it's a very yeah. Steve Martin thing to have in your house. Um, Ami fights off the creeps, mm-hmm. kicks their asses, because she's hardcore from the start. Yep. Meanwhile, you and Takeshi fight back a little bit. Yes, they try. But end up going over the ledge of a parking garage, I guess. Yes. To their deaths. Yes. I still have my collector's polybagged issue of the death of Super Grocery Bargain Man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's a collector's item. It's going to be worth something someday. Uh, what was your favorite part of Super Gro- Grocery Bargain Man? Was it the groceries, the bargain, or the man? <laughs> I I think I'm 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 probably in the minority on this, but I think the super part actually was probably my favorite part. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't even include that in the list because I yeah, figured that... Yeah, exactly. Because so few people, like, remember that part. I know? mean, it's just such an obvious choice. I mean... I, I don't know. I, I think... I feel like it's such an obvious choice that nobody likes it. But, like, it's... It, without that, like, the grocery and the bargain and the man are just, like, you know... They, they don't they don't sing without that super part. Yeah, you know what? I thought we were really vibing today. I thought we were really on the same wavelength. <laughs> but now you're fucking talking like an alien. <laughs> so, uh... You and Takeshi die. Yes, tragically. Some, sometime later, Ami goes to Sugihara Motors, mm-hmm. where Takeshi's parents are grieving. Yes. Ami knows it wasn't a suicide, as yes. the cops are saying it was. Mm-hmm. But Miki knows Ami's family and blames her and you for Takeshi's death. She's like, you're you're from that family of murderers. You're from that suicide family. Yes. Because that murder-suicide family. And by that, I don't mean a murder-suicide. Right. I mean a murder and suicide, yes, or as the Japanese would say, murder toe suicide. Okay, <laughs> toe is the Japanese word for and. Oh, okay, murder. I've been murder doing toe suicide. Duolingo. That's right, you have. How's they that going? It's okay. Cool. Uh, murder toe suicide. Uh, they haven't taught me the Japanese words for murder or suicide yet. Oh, I can I can see how those would probably not be the first things Duolingo might want to teach you. And here's here's where I noted that Asami is the best actor in the movie, and I love her. She she is good. She is very good. Ami finds a list of people you want to kill. His death note list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it contains the name of the bullies. She goes. And here's where, again, the opening sets the tone for the movie so well. Yes. But here's where it's like, the movie sort of settled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to go off the rails again. Yes. She goes to the home of Ry- Ryota, Ryota, one of the bullies. Yes. And asks questions without much use. Mm-hmm. Ryota's father says it's ridiculous that Ryota is a bully because they're a family of policemen. Right. And whoever heard of a police officer being a bully? Exactly. Yes. Uh, it never happens. John McClane once made me do a super push-up, or a super sit-up, <laughs> or a power sit-up, whatever the fuck that guy's called. Well, his captain... John, he... Hold on, let me do that again. Okay. John McClane once gave me a Hertz donut. <laughs> and you said, you can't do that, there are rules for policemen. And you yeah. said, that's what my captain keeps telling me. Yeah, and you said, ho, yeah. ho, ho, now I have a machine gun, and he grabbed my dick real hard. <laughs> And I was like, I appreciate the compliment, but that hurts, and also that's sexual harassment. Right. And then he, Actually, that's sexual assault. And they said, I'm going to go make Kevin Smith really sad on the set yeah. of Cop Out. And that was, and that, and then you're like, that has nothing to do with me. But yeah, uh, they, yeah. So. Once again, the family history is thrown in her face. Mm-hmm. Ryota's mom joins in, saying that there must have been something wrong with you if he was yes. being bullied. It must have been his fault somehow. And now... <laughs> A hard snap change. Ryota attacks. Ryota's dad attacks Ami with a golf club. Just suddenly things go from zero to 60 in less than a second. Yep. Like things go fucking nuts. The voice actor in the dub for uh, the dad. Uh, sorry, Ryota's dad? Ryota's dad. Ryota's dad is uh, Dan Green. Oh, yeah? Who most people from my generation know as the voice of Yami Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. And he uses the Yami Yugi voice as the dad. Sweet. So every time he's threatening people and, and, and going like... And, and, and it's like, this is your fault! I'm going to destroy you! <laughs> my brain just keeps going, Mind crush! Yugi, you have to believe in the heart of the cards! The actor, the actor in the original... The original 
uh, language track. Yes. Is fantastic. It's very deep and centaurian like that as well. Oh, you, you can tell from just his body language. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got like this. He has cop presence. He's got he cop presence. He's got more it's like samurai presence. He's got full on. I like, imagine, maybe I'm being racist, but sure. I imagine that cops are the modern day samurai in Japan. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know what the police culture is like in Japan. I don't know. Based on most Japanese movies I've seen, it involves a lot of large crowds of cops running keystones cop style at whatever bad guy they're trying to chase. Yeah, I mean... Just based on uh, Scorpion... Uh, uh, female Prisoner female Scorpion. Prisoner Scorpion franchise and Sherlock Hound. That appears to be the way that cops operate in Japan. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Ryota's mom joins in and attacks mm-hmm. her with a knife. Yes, she's and going. Is the, the the dad has like the, the roar energy, and the mom comes like, ah! yeah, like a knife, just like like a uh, evil demon. They're having tempura for breakfast. Yes, and Ami's hand gets dipped in the batter. Mom grabs her wrist and plunges it into the frying oil, giggling maniacally, as you mentioned. And I believe this is the same arm that we saw her lose. This will be the arm that she eventually loses, yeah. Loses in the opening. So I thought this was genuine, that I genuinely thought, and this would have been just the kind of crazy thing this movie would have done, that she was going to have her arm dipped in the thing, they were going to pull it out, strap her to the table, and eat her arm in front of her. That would have been great. And I was like, this is not how I was expecting her to lose her arm in this movie. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But. No. It does get hella deep fried, though. It does get hella deep fried. It's fucking hilarious. Like, it just... It's so funny. And they clearly... This is one of the only times the special effects really don't work, but it still works. It's I just, thought it was fucking fantastic. It's like, hilarious. It just doesn't look like what it's supposed to be. No. It, but they, you know what it's supposed to be. Right, yeah. And then that's and that's the that's the point, and that's what makes it's, it work. It's... A, I, I fucking love it. I yeah. love it. It's and so good. <laughs> she doesn't even have time to adjust to the uh, the shock of her arm being tempura battered. Ryota's dad is now dual wielding golf clubs. <laughs> yes. Ami <laughs> <laughs> throws oil on him and runs oh, off. That's right. This uh, scene is amazing. The next scene, uh, now we get, again, it just keeps going more and more off the rails. Mm-hmm. And then it will settle down for a little bit. Yeah. And then it'll get crazy again. But we're, we're not stopping yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, Ami dramatically wafts a photo of you into Ryota's room. Yes. He bends down to pick it up. And when he, he gets up, she has a sickle to his throat. Yes. She says she thought killing was wrong. But she learned from Ryota's parents mm-hmm. that there's a time and a place. Yes. Which I don't think was the lesson she should have took from that encounter. <laughs> I think I think that's the lesson I would have taken from that encounter. I think the lesson I would have taken from that encounter is, well, two lessons. One, Ryota's home life is clearly fucked up. If, if this is the stuff that he's getting at home, no wonder yeah. he's a psychopath. But two, also, some motherfuckers just gotta die. True. Yeah. It should be pointed out that... All the parents in this movie really love their kids. They do. They that is really true. fucking like Ryota's, except for Ami's parents who left them behind. True. Well, honor yeah. is more important than Ami. I guess so. In a in an amazing smash cut, she's like some some there's a time and a place for killing. She goes to cut Ryota's throat and smash cut to her mom cutting some Ryota's Ryota's mom. Ryota's mom. What, what did I say? Her mom. 
Oh, cut, cuts to Ryota's mom cutting some real juicy meat. Mm-hmm. Just we're cutting some real juicy meat. <laughs> Ami, Ami somehow kills the lights long enough to slip Ryota's head into a pot on the dinner table. A very small pot, and yes. the head is submerged below the liquid. There is not enough room in this pot for this head. Also, the head very uh, dramatically and accommodatingly refuses to start bleeding until after the mom has put her head all the way close to it to mm-hmm. see what's going on. Now in probably the gnarliest and most disgusting kill of the movie, mm-hmm. Ami shoves a knife through mom's head, oh out God. her mouth, causing her to vomit blood and actual vomit, her, and also her tongue seems to be coming out, her and tongue maybe out, some intestines. And her intestines come out. It is... So it's so goddamn gross. Fucking gross. When when was the last time you were that grossed out? Was it Necronomicon watching all that oozy shit? I know. I think it was. I think it, it has to be. I'm I'm, I'm Violence Voyager. I'm forgetting the name. It no. It was that episode of Masters of Horror imprint. imprint. It was definitely imprint. Is the grossest thing I've ever seen. Gotcha. This was very close this, to imprint. This is <laughs> like I was not upset. I was no. I was in awe. It was. It was because it was just the, keeps going. What, it just keeps going. What was the word you used earlier? Brutiful. Brutiful. <laughs> it was absolutely brutiful. It was gorgeous in its absolute balls-to-the-wall disgusting. It's so insane. And again, we're not that far into this movie. No, like, not we're really. We're not very far. We're not out of the flashback yet. Yes. She doesn't have the machine arm to make her machine girl. She's just girl at this point. Yes. There is no machine girl. Meanwhile, Ryota's dad is having a nice bath. Yes, yes. She tosses Ryota's head... Oh, she interrupts him. Yes. He, he's calling out for conditioner. He needs yes. Ryota mom to bring him conditioner. And Ami's outside and says, how about this? And she has Ryota's headless body. Yes. And she squeezes it, just fucking blasting him with blood. So clearly he had a blood fountain earlier, and now she knows... She found the nerve that starts the blood fountain, and she, like controls the blood fountain and just sprays him like a a hose which is something i have never seen before no in a movie so kudos whatever else this movie does kudos to this movie i mean there's a lot of shit i haven't seen before in this movie true very true but this is one of the best this This is is... one of the best because we specifically love blood fountains in movies so much we do utilizing the blood fountain in this way is so good and also oh what I love about blood and violence and action in movies is mm-hmm. not just the subject matter. Like, sure. I, I enjoy some brutality. Yeah. But it's the craft. Yeah. Someone we, we talked about that, that in Deerskin. Someone built that fucking dummy body. Yeah. And rigged up these the blood fountains. Yeah. It was like, yeah, just squeeze it, and this <laughs> dummy body is going to spray blood all over this man. <laughs> Like, it's the work, it's the effort, and that's why I don't like digital shit, because it's, yeah. it's not necessarily easier, it's still very time-intensive. Absolutely. It's still an art, it's still a craft, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look as good. It doesn't look as good, and also, there is an element to which, with practical effects, the actors are there. They're working with it. So, yes. the the guy playing Ryota's dad there is actually getting sprayed with the blood. <laughs> the woman playing Ami is actually holding this body that is, like, hooked up to a hose, and on set, someone was like, she's like, 
how about you wash your hair with your son's blood? And in the back, when she says that, in the back, someone's like, kick it up. And, uh-huh. and like a whole bunch of blood starts going. Yeah, like it's... that was a full, that was their day. That's what they did. When you watch CGI, it's a bunch of people being like, I guess there's something here. I guess there's uh, something here. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. It's not as fun to watch. No, but that's that's what I appreciate about like gore and shit like that is the effort it takes to create the effects. Exactly. I'm not just a murder hound where I like seeing people fucked up. Yeah. It's it's the artistry that you don't get in drama. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't generally get to see that many blood fountains in drama. Now I haven't seen The Father yet. <laughs> you think this happens in The Father? Uh, think Olivia Coleman. Uh, Sprays Anthony Hopkins with a headless body. I don't think it happens in the father. I'm, I I think it might happen in Minari. I'm, I'm not I still sure. haven't watched Minari either. Yeah, I, I haven't seen I Minari, it, but I haven't seen Minari. But I I have a feeling that it might happen in Minari. So here's my question: after after this happens, Ami leaves Ryota's dad. Yes. Why does she not kill Ryota's dad? That is a question that I also had. Uh, I think maybe she just wanted to uh, maybe she was too enamored with dan green's voice as i was i don't know ami runs away she proclaims she's become a demon yes and she will remain so until she kills all of you's enemies yes <laughs> That's, that is that is one difference in the dub she in the dub she proclaims herself not only as a demon but as the devil oh, okay i'm the devil i'm the devil now <laughs> <laughs> which is Pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, the Kimuras are having a meal when the chef spills some food on show. Yes. Show's dad loves show so much. So much. He wants the chef to cut off a finger, a traditional Yakuza punishment. Yes. Show's mom, a former gang lady herself, mm-hmm. wants something more. Yes. And she... And it's funny because we've already seen her killing the maid, but the movie still does this sort of reveal thing of her pretending to be nice and being like, oh, I, I must apologize for my husband to the chef, and then turning around and hitting her husband. like, you're too soft! <laughs> yeah, she is She is uh, the deadliest of the species. The female is the deadliest of the yes. species, as we know. Absolutely. Uh, Ami shows up at the Kimura compound, demands to know where Sho is from a guard. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the chef has cut off all five of his fingers. Yes. And he has used them to top sushi, yes. which he is forced to eat. Yes. Nails and all. Only slightly grosser than normal sushi for me. <laughs> really? I like sushi. I have never actually had it. Just the idea of raw meat wrapped up in a thing is weird to me. It's good. It's good? It's actually good, yeah. Okay, I'll try it and stop making hack jokes. I was like, I can get some sushi from Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. I'm rarely in a situation where I'm in a place where I trust to buy their sushi. Yeah. At. Someday, uh, someday, maybe for your birthday, I'll take you out. <laughs> I'll take you out for a food you don't know if you like. <laughs> sure, sure. Why um, not? I mean, I like Japanese food in general. I just yeah. haven't tried sushi. So if you take me to a Japanese food restaurant, there'll be something I can eat. Yeah, we'll get like a buffet or something. Sure, why not? Ami gets a literal drop, drop on show. She's up yes. She's up on the ceiling. Uh, this is where I the only detected uh, panty shot that I found yes. was. And again, yeah. not curvy or no, erotically filmed close it's up just, on it. it's just it's there just a function of wearing a skirt yeah she has a knife to his throat show mm-hmm. daddy comes in with his goons show mommy comes in with a gun the goons throw some super 
shuriken at Ami. Yeah, super shuriken. One of which she catches or pulls out of a wall and shoves into a goon's mouth. Oh my god, that was so good. Why, why they're super shuriken, by the way, is because one, they're not just like traditional shuriken that you would see. They, they are like something out of a Transformers movie. Yes. They look like they're cybernetic. Or it's like and, something Blade would use. Or something Blade would use, that too. And like something Blade would use, they do not uh, follow the laws of physics at all. <laughs> no. And they consistently come back around and try and kill her yes. multiple times before they find a target. At one point, I was almost like, are these boomerang shuriken? Where yeah. it's like, are they coming back? But it's like a tiny traditional Japanese home hallway. Yes. So there's no room for them to turn around. They w- they have to get to the end of the hall, stop, turn, and then come back. Just as Ami is about to kill show. Mm-hmm. Joe's dad throws a sword through her left arm yes. and pins her to a wall. Ami is taken and beaten. Yes. Show daddy chops off uh, the fingers on her left arm. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad get in an argument about how much torture is too much torture. Yes. Show daddy is like, we need to take it slow. It needs to be slow. And she's like, kill her now. I will. Two things about uh, show daddy, by the way. Yeah. Who, it, in my uh notes i called crime dad okay show daddy is is much better uh one all of show daddy's dialogue in this scene before the mom interrupts all sound like pinhead dialogue talking about like uh, we have such pain that you will endure such torture we will show you all this stuff and also during this scene i realized he has the haircut of dilbert's boss does he yes He's got the he's got the ball. He does. I thought it was two, more like a two, devil thing. Like a, I think that's what they were going for. But but you always think about Dilbert. I think about Dilbert a lot. You're birding twenty four seven. I am birding all the time. That's why you have so many cat birds around. <laughs> exactly. But no dog birds. No dog birds. And no Ralph the dinosaur. No, because dog bird was always trying to take over the world. I don't dog dog bird was, and cat bird was part of HR because HR is evil and cats are evil. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. This is the kind of like intelligent humor that uh, Dilbert brings. Well, let me ask you a serious question. Yes. Of the trillions of characters that make up the Dilbert cast. Yes. Which one would you fuck? <laughs> And you can't say the lady. I can't, can't say I the can't lady. I can't say the lady. The no. only lady. Uh, so I, I have to pick one of the men, is what you're saying. Or the dinosaur, or, or one of the animals. Or the dinosaur, or You one could of the fuck Ratbert. <laughs> oh, be still my beating heart. You I might could, I could actually. Fuck Ratbert. No, it's not safe to fuck a lot of animals because their no, vaginas not. are not. Built for human dicks. Or vaginas, rectums, cloacas are not built for human dicks, and you'll kill them. Yes. You would probably kill Ratbert if you tried to fuck him. I probably would. I probably would. Would you be okay with that on your conscience? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I would be okay with that. Um, That's good. You passed the test. I passed the test. Earth is saved. Yay! I'm a galactic representative figuring out if Earth is worthy of continuing to live continuing oh my to exist or to be destroyed and our one cry the one thing that exists on every planet in yes. the universe is dilbert that makes sense that makes sense because all of their their creators tweets are so galaxy brain exactly yeah uh and obviously there's a rat bert in every planet's dilbert yes and we figure out we find a below average representative of the species fair enough and we asked them if they would fuck Ratbert. Sure. And we make it clear that Ratbert would die. Yes. And if they say yes, they still would, mm-hmm. they get death starred. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you just saved the race. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Would you mind? I know that this is our entire friendship has been a charade, and and this whole show has just been a yeah. a build up to this question. But would you mind finishing the episode with me? Sure, sure. Let's go for it. Mom accidentally trips. <laughs> Mom, no, Mom doesn't accidentally trip. Mom trips Dad. Yes. And he accidentally cuts off Ami's arm, Ami's and that's arm. how she fucking loses it. That's how she I thought loses it was going to be the tempora batter as well, even on my second watch because I didn't remember it. Yeah, but this is the dumbest way for her to lose her fucking <laughs> arm, and I love it. It's, it's so, so bad. it's so inconsequential. Great. It's so inconsequential. But the way that they they shoot it in the most dramatic way that anything in the movie is shot, where the sword goes through the arm and the camera is looking up and the blood spray comes out and covers the camera lens mm-hmm. in the most like gorgeous like old Hollywood style blood spray. Yes. You could imagine it's Also the torture dungeon amazing. they're in is a great bit of set. It's not used a lot. It's very cheaply done, but it still yes. looks great. Because there's this patina of dried blood all over the walls. It's very pink on the walls. Like it's yes. clear that it's oh. clear that in this world, blood just acts like this all the time. <laughs> and clearly, oh, yeah. they torture a lot of people because they're yeah. super evil. Right. And so, and you don't have who's going to clean it? Who's yeah. going to clean it? They're who's killing their maids every day. <laughs> Every maid that they get, they're like, and whenever you get a chance, the blood the blood room has not been cleaned in quite a while, and then they're always dead before they get a chance to get to it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ami manages to escape, thanks to a guard's horniness. Yes. A guard comes in with a, a syringe of painkiller for her. Uh, she ends up killing him with the least convincing leg lock yeah uh i've ever seen but when she leaves we find him dead with the painkiller in his eye which i thought was so cool it was a great effect that was a great way that was a great kill to kill a guy with a syringe of painkillers is awesome here's where i mentioned that show mommy is also great uh her character name is violet okay and she is played by hanukkah another model adult actress Mm mm-hmm and here I noted sometimes casting porn actresses does work. Sure. Unlike in Danzig's Veronica. Right. Yes. But, and here I also noted porn is a bit different in Japan, mm-hmm. which we already discussed. Yes. It was, uh, I'm, I am surprised by how good this movie came out. The last movie that I saw directed by a porn director was Friday Five, which is one of uh, the, the worst movie in the series. And then you find out about what was happening behind the scenes, and it gets even worse. He was like, just when you think a porn director, more stereotypically, that's who he was. Just gotcha. the skeeziest, most gross motherfucker. Gross. Treated everyone like shit. Well, we don't know how Iguchi is as a person. I, I could find almost no information about the behind the scenes stuff about this movie. There's not a lot. Oh, the last movie I watched directed by a porn director mm-hmm. was Last House on a Dead End Street, mm. the first film by Roger Watkins, mm-hmm. who went on to direct porn that is apparently so good that it's been compared compared to Lynch. What? Yeah, he has this film called Corruption, <laughs> which is apparently really fucking good. And it's, it's a, just and porn. It, and it is porn. It's hardcore porn. But it's been compared to David Lynch. Yes. By, like, people who know or, like, just people on the street? Because people on the street, like, Joe Blow compares a lot to Lynch. I think without by ever people who Lynch. know. I think by people who know. Oh, like wow. I, it's, I have it, I have procured it. 
Yes. I have not watched it yet. Sure. Will Corruption be the first porno film we feature on the show? We'll see. I don't know that I would make you watch hardcore pornography. Sure. Okay. I don't know that that's... Like, I'll... If I Depends watch it... Depends on how lynchy it is. If I watch it and it's legitimately great... Yeah. Like, if I think you would enjoy it, we, we might watch it. We watched The Beast. We'll, we'll see we how things go. We watched some of The Beast. Some that was a beast. whole different situation. That was a whole different situation. Uh, but that was a fun day. That was a fun day. Uh, Ami makes her way to Sugihara Motors, mm-hmm. where Miki is overworking herself to get over Takeshi's death. Yes. Or Takeshi- to, to prevent herself from thinking about Takeshi's death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Takeshi Daddy patches Ami up. Mm-hmm. And we get yet another underutilized and very complicated, more complicated than necessary backstory here, where she's like, she's like, oh, you are, are, you're sewing her up pretty well. And she's like, you know I'm the son of a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I used to patch you up all the time when we were part of that biker gang for all those years. Yep. And, I, and again, I just like drop my phone and I'm like, again, God. I need the Machine Girl cinematic universe absolutely to know about all of this other shit going on in their backstories. At Yoshi's home, Yakuza thugs and the Kimuras barge in mm-hmm. and question her about Ami's whereabouts. Poor Yoshi. Yoshi is gangsta as shit, though. Yes. For a bubbly, cute, laughy, giggly girl, yes. she does not snitch. She does not snitch. Which earns her a knife in the head. Knife in the head. Arguably the most sensible death in the entire film. The most, the least violent death in the whole film. Uh, yeah, and it's still like in any other movie that would be one of the gnarliest kills yeah. that we covered. Like it, we, the, the kill we liked the most in uh, Deerskin was the big machete through, through the roof, the roof. through yeah, the kit, through the the woman's head. Here's where the movie it reaches its pervy apex. Yeah, Kimura Daddy suggests the goons fuck the corpse. Yes. And here's where, in the subtitles, he says, when else are you going to get a chance to fuck a college girl? In the dub, he has a similarly gross line, but it is a very different line. Okay. He says, uh, how often do you get to pluck a rose before it's time? Gotcha. Uh, And... Or, or I think I think it's actually how how often do you get a chance at a, at a, at a rose before it's plucked or something gotcha. like that. But so it's similarly gross line, but still. And the funniest part about this scene for me, it is technically a under. Well, we don't know if, what age she is, but yeah. like uh, a a young girl rape scene by two men. But at the same, and it is a necrophilia rape scene. Yeah. But at the same time. The really funny part is that he delivers this grossness. He he says, "Hey, you have fun with her." Like not as a suggestion, as a command. Yeah. And then the two men with no look of joy or eagerness or perviness on their face start just start undressing. They just nod. They're like, "Yes, sir." And they un- <laughs> start undressing to go at it like this is part of their job. Exactly. And that aspect of it makes a scene that could have been like really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Just really, really funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I It didn't make me uncomfortable because they don't show anything. They don't show it's, anything. It's that's, all... that's the other part of it. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not a pervy movie. It's just a fucked up bloody movie. Right. Which a lot of, which is weird because a lot of these, Grant, I haven't seen a lot, but, the Tokyo Gore Police does not have any nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza Weapon has very weird specific nudity where mm-hmm. a character uses the corpse of his 
the nude corpse of his sister yes. as a shield slash rocket launcher slash machine gun. Wow. But these are not usually pervy movies. Yeah. Nakatsugi Hara Motors. Mm-hmm. Ami and Miki argue, which turns into a formal fight. They yes. they, they leave the room they're in yes. and square up downstairs. Uh, a battle between those who lost loved ones. Yes. Which turns into an arm wrestling match mm-hmm. on a barrel drum adorned with nails for some reason. Yes. For for whoever loses, you get, you get your hand slammed into the nails. Now, this was a scene that on my first watch, I've since thought about it differently. But on my first watch, I really hated this scene. Really? Uh, it's not because the fight isn't good. The fight is actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, and both actresses, we, we like both actresses, as mm-hmm. we've said. Uh, they're, they're good at what they do, and the, the fighting is good as well. Uh, the problem I had with it was when I was still thinking about this movie as a movie and not a grindhouse experience and absurdity, uh, I really hate the cliche of women always fight women. Okay. Like women on like because there's as at the end of this fight scene, or even maybe before this fight scene, I don't remember at what point the husband uh, of of I'm sorry, uh, Takashi Tuka- so, uh, Daddy. Takashi Daddy. Takashi uh, Daddy says. I forget to, his name. Yeah, his last name Sugihara. Says to Takashi Mommy, "You have no reason to hate her," and it's yeah. true. She has absolutely no reason to hate her. There isn't even really a sort of realistic reason within the world of the movie she, why the character would Because of her, her family reputation, she assumes you was a bad person and mm-hmm. you was associated with Takeshi and got him killed. It's extremely it's extremely uh contrived. It is. The reason for them to hate each other. And when I, I mean was, the whole reason she got her arm fucking cut off is hella contrived. Right. So when I was thinking of this as a movie that was going to go somewhere and have a point, I was thinking of this as like a big misstep. Now that I am looking back on and realizing that I was taking the movie too seriously, gotcha. and that it was, and it's yeah, super and, contrived, goofy, goof, goof troop of a movie. Uh, looking that at that scene, I'm like, okay, they're playing on a cliche. And this is we talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in our first episode with tracks. Yes, it's hard to know. When the weirdness you're seeing, the bizarreness you're seeing, mm-hmm. is unintentional shittiness or yes. actual jokes and actual realized bits and And that is a thing that I had stuff. with this movie where I was like, how how in on the joke are they? And that's really yes. what I had to think about after the movie. I'm still honestly not sure sometimes how in on the joke the movie is. I feel... For the I, most part, I think they are very in on the joke. Though. Absolutely. I never got the feeling that nobody was not in on what this was. Because yes. it just gets so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It gets weirder. Ami wins the arm wrestling match. Yes. Single-handedly. Oh. Ami has won Miki's respect. And yes. Miki wants to rejoin her revenge quest. Yes. Like a classical RPG, she has joined the party. Yes. Miki trains Ami, and the Sugiharas forge a minigun that we see in the beginning. And we get a whole training montage during which, I just want to say, as a, as a huge Bruce Lee fan, we get the Bruce Lee nose rub from Ami, which mm-hmm. was always great to see. I'm, I might as well point this out now. Yes. We now see that she has gotten the minigun. Yes. That opening sequence is never really explained where it fits into the timeline of this film. No, it just is. You, it, it, it happens sometime. It just happens at it some happens point. At some like, point. Maybe I it think, happens. I think it happens between this next fight scene coming up and the uh, 
what happens with the parents. Gotcha. Because the parents are reacting to that scene. Okay. Yeah. Miki finds out that the Kimuras have moved. Yes. But, back at Sugihara Motors, mm-hmm. there's a ninja attack. We knew that the Yakuza were also ninjas, and now we see... And not only is this a ninja attack, mm-hmm. this is a three ninja attack. This, this is a three ninja attack. This is the next installment of the three ninja film franchise. Oh my franchise. god, this is where it was all building to. Also, they were wearing bright red jumpsuits. Yeah, the, they're wearing fucking track suits. They're wearing bright red track suits and you don't get to see the ninja's faces for a couple for a bit in the fight scene so for the first couple of frames when they were there i thought they were being attacked by the squid game employees (laughs) (laughs) and then finally you see the faces it's just like traditional ninja like party city ninja outfits but now i'm very curious about what they refer to these guys in the dub as sure because in the subs they refer to themselves as the junior high shuriken gang Oh my god, I do not remember if they had a different name. I wish I'd written that down. Aw, shit. I just wrote down, oh my god, ninjas. (laughs) But, well, one, you just say ninja. It's already plural. I don't know that the Japanese language has plurals. Oh, I did not know that ninja was plural. Yeah, ninja, you just say ninja. Okay. But they are also backed up by Sho and some goons. Yes, some non-ninja goons also show up. Ami and Miki fight off fight them off until Takeshi Daddy, who is named Suguru, can get the machine gun ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pretty wh- good. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Pretty good fight. I really enjoyed this yeah, fight. Yeah, I really enjoy this fight. It's, it's super fun. Uh, whenever the action gets weird and wacky, which this scene definitely is, because yes. they're just throwing these super shuriken over and over. And it also they, gives it also gives you the delayed gratification, because we've seen her wearing the arm now. Or we haven't seen her wearing the arm, but we've seen the arm being put together we as an audience have seen the opening scene. We know what the machine gun is. We know what it can do. Yes. And we know that they are, while they're fighting well, they are outmatched in this fight. Mm. And These are the junior high shuriken gang. Right. They're like 12 years old. (laughs) Exactly. And they keep cutting back to... Uh, the dad, like, desperately trying to... He's like, oh, man, my hands are shaking yeah. so much, I can't put it together right. And here's... It's the build-up. It's the build-up. It's like, oh, man, are they going to get the gun in time? Yes. Are they going to get the gun in time? Are they going to get the gun in time? And here's the thing that I love about Asian film that yes. we do not see as much in the West. Mm-hmm. Is they know how women to stage at, a fucking fight. At, one. Yeah. And two, women get to be the badasses so much more. Yes. At least in what we've seen. In what Grand, we've we have seen. not seen... An entire survey of Asian film. Right. But in the movies we tend to watch, women get to be the badasses more often than the men. And here we see the man panicking, being ineffectual, like Mm -hmm. struggling to get the weapon that a woman will use to defend him. It is... This is not to say that there's not a huge problem with sexism in Japan. Absolutely not. Very highly publicized problem with sexism in Japan. But at least in in media and movies. But yeah, in in movies from Japan and from other Asian countries like uh, 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 China, Taiwan, Hong Kong. uh, There's a much greater tradition of female action heroes than there is in the States. And it's frankly kind of shameful it is shameful yeah uh, uh, for us as westerners to have to have that much of a dearth of of lady action movies out there we'll just give a shout out quickly to dragon in i was gonna a movie say that it. we yeah. both really enjoy from mm-hmm. the 60s by uh king who mm-hmm. uh, the best martial performer in that is a lady absolutely and she unfortunately even in that movie does not get 
enough to do. No, but she's but during the one incredible. scene that's hers, she kills it and a lot of other people. And also the not as good movie that came before that, Come Drink With Me, has uh, a special warrior who's famed throughout the land who ends up being a lady. And I want to say, still a good movie. Still Come a good movie. Me. Just not as good as Just Dragon Inn. Just not as good as Dragon Inn, which is a yes. fucking beautiful spectacle. Yes. I love both of those movies. I just love Dragon Inn better. <laughs> someday we'll have to watch the three-hour touch of Zen. Yeah, someday we'll, we'll, we'll get up the energy to you watch that. Oh, I want to point out the moment that I'm sure you loved where the three ninja... Combine their katanas into one giant throwing star. Oh my god! And throw yes. That at them. Oh god! Yes. Yeah. They they literally they they there's no like connect point of connection either. They just shove their swords together and throw them, and the swords stay together as it's a giant so throwing star. So fucking good. Seguro, it's so funny. Seguro tosses Amy the gun just as he is sliced to bits by Shuriken. Yes. And there's a great, very cheesy pull away effect. Mm-hmm. where it's clear that there are strings attached to the different parts of this yes. dummy that are pulled away, but it, I love it. They even do the I Wiley Coyote it. bit of him not knowing that he's dead until and then the, the audience sees that he's the dead. The cut's slowly forming. Yes, just like uh, Bill Nye at the end of Underworld. You slowly see the cut on his on the middle of his head appear as his, as he's pulled apart. That, uh, that gore effect of him being pulled apart there is one of my favorite... It's not my favorite gore effect. No. That's coming up. But, like, that... Is it the very next effect? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, him being pulled apart is one of the best things. Uh, so... Just before we get to that next gore... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, it's so good. Yes. But, again, it's sort... It doesn't... It doesn't look real. No. At all. But it's so it's intention- awesome. Like, it's... It's intentionally... Like, it's cheap because also the movie is cheap. But, like, it is intentionally cheap. But it still works so well. Like, that's... It's exactly the mood this movie needs to have. That's an ethos that needs to be embraced more in modern Hollywood. Is like, okay, maybe digital is cheaper, Mm -hmm. but we can do cheap effects that still get a point across. I have seen Resident Evil. Resident Evil? Resident Evil. No, I've I've seen Paul... That's the British title of it. (laughs) Resident Evil. The residents in this townhouse are evil. I have seen Paul Anderson's first Resident Evil movie. Okay. So I have seen someone diced into cubes before. CGI dicing into cubes is not nearly as fun as when you see a practical dicing of a person. Is that what you wanted to say before we get into the next effect? The thing I wanted to see before we get into the next gore effect is uh, when he tosses the gun, it's the full tokusatsu toss where if you have ever seen Power Rangers or any kind of tokusatsu show, they don't toss the item to the character. They toss it up and Into out of the frame. The car- and then she does the full army of darkness. I uh, yeah. Jump through the air with her arm stump and it automatically clicks <laughs> into place with no prep work at all, lands and then just turns a man's head into a flower. It's so fucking good. And it stays she, on screen for so long. <laughs> she blasts apart her first ninja, yes. and it goes down to a dummy that's just a skull and eyeballs. A skull and eyeballs covered in gore and viscera, with his the parts of his head fully blossoming out into a flower of death. And he's just like on screen for what feels like forever, just bobbing up and down with the jaw going, ang, 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 ang. 
blood and and CGI uh, bullets flying through his head. It's so fucking great it's and ridiculous. So good. And again, this is a junior high student. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. This is. Oh my god. This is so fucking incredible. I wrote down, holy shit, this movie. <laughs> uh, I also love how shitty and cheap the minigun on her arm looks. Oh, yeah. Like, clearly, obviously the actor couldn't hold a heavy metal thing, no. so they had to make it out, make it out of foam. It's you like can see the bends in it. Plaster, you can see, yeah. like, but I love the... It's... <sighs> it's so good. It works. Yeah. It works. Like, you don't need great-looking shit mm-hmm. to sell your fucking craziest shit movie. There will occasionally be movies with, like, the chainsaw is such a cliche horror weapon. Yeah. But there will occasionally be movies where you have a character, like, reference how heavy a chainsaw actually is. Mm-hmm. And then there are movies like Army of Darkness where he just sort of, like, waves it around. He just has it on like his fucking wrist. Run. Like, this is Army of Darkness. This yeah. is not a movie where someone, like... Like Arnold and Terminator Two is like, oh man, this is such a heavy minigun. No, this is a a tiny minigun that it, yes. absolutely doing the same damage as a big minigun, but they are not paying any lip service to how heavy this fucking thing would be. Ami literally blasts a hole through the second ninja, oh, it's and great. then she sticks her minigun through that, that hole, hole to kill the third one. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, I, here's where I noted this movie gets stronger the longer it goes. It does. It does. Like which it, is it, so it just... unusual for a movie. The movie is a one concept movie. It is. The entire concept is, uh, like the, the original, the one behind the scenes story I could find was a director saying his original idea was a girl in a bikini goes out for revenge. He thought of the machine gun arm later. Yeah. So the entire idea is young, hot girl with a machine gun on her arm is looking for revenge. That's the director's entire log line when going into the film. The yes ending that goes on in this, yeah. in the writing of this film is beautiful and it consistently one-ups itself as the movie goes on and sometimes it feels like the yes and comes from the weirdest places yes what are they having for breakfast tempura (laughs) then she can get her hand in the batter then she gets she goes well she's gonna go what's a logical thing for this girl who's trying to avoid violence would do well she's gonna go and talk to the parents but the parents are cops and the dad is going to attack her. What would a dad weapon be? Golf clubs. Golf club. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... it's yeah. They, they is... took a very simplistic concept and then just built on it in an incredibly beautiful grindhouse way. And this is... Again, these are this is one of those movies that I'm going to chase this feeling where it's like... Yes. I need to find the next Machine Girl. I want their... They, they never made a sequel to Machine Girl... They made a short film follow-up. Yes, which I did not have a chance to try to hunt down. No, neither did I. But it's on one of the DVD copies. But it's about Yoshi Yoshi, uh, getting a gun in her ass, I guess. She gets a gun in her ass. She gets brought back to life by the same people who just got killed in this movie. (laughs) And it's implied that the original Machine Girl is dead. That's not a spoiler for this movie. Apparently, in between movies, I guess or they something. decided like there's not going to be a franchise, so she there's might as well. Just, we're just going to do a short film about Yoshi shooting people out of her ass. There needs to be a machine. I know Japan, Japan is not as into franchises as we are in the states, but I want a long, like a scorpion girl, a, 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 a prisoner, female, female prisoner, prisoner scorpion, scorpion length franchise of Machine Girl movies. Yeah, it's sort of a shame that. 
Japan doesn't do their grindhouse exploitation films like that anymore. Like where it's just, mm-hmm. we're going to make five movies in 1972. Yes. All with the same actor within a very short yes. frame of time. Next, the movie keeps getting more brilliant in how it subverts and mines tropes. Yes. The parents of the junior high shuriken gang, plus Ryota's parent, plus Ryota's parents, Ryota's dad, because the mom is dead. Yeah, so I think I think the the school bullies probably got killed somewhere in here. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, they they're mourning the death of their children. Yes. And they are recruited by um, the ninja yakuza. Yeah, but one just the idea that these anonymous baddies had parents, and they are just as in mourning. As our heroes like Miki or Suguru or Ami, like yes, yeah, they had children killed. Like they're going to be upset as well. They want their revenge. Like, and again, this was a moment where I was like, oh no, is the movie going to spend? We've been going into schlock action. Is the movie going to spend the back half of this movie talking about no violence is wrong and you should feel bad for enjoying the last scene? No, no, that's not where they take this. It's like any time travel movie where when time travel causes a problem, yeah, the answer is always more time travel. <laughs> In this exactly. movie, violence is always the answer to violence. It's the, the whitest kids you know sketch where they go back in time to stop 9-11 and it accidentally ends up with Hitler ruling the earth. So they're like, oh no, we gotta go back in time and hijack that plane. And that's the end of the sketch. Ami and Miki take a Yakuza hostage. Mm-hmm. He asks for food. She shoves a rice ball into his face. Yes. This is the second time a rice ball has been shoved into somebody's face in this movie. Yes. Uh, it happens to Miki earlier, or does Miki do it to Ami? One of them does it to the other one. Yes. It, one, one, the... There's a there's a rice back and forth. I think Miki does it to Ami. I think you're right. Yes. But both times it happens, yes. the response by the person who is getting the rice ball shoved in their mouth is bizarrely erotic. Yes. There are like these soft moans. Yeah. And it's such a weird And they weird always have like a thing. weird little smile on their face after they've had the, the rice ball in their mouth too. But uh, Kimura Daddy recruits Ryota's dad and the morning parents mm-hmm. to form a new squad... Uh, four all together. Yes, and they're they're. He's not only training them; he's he's leading them in a prayer to call up the dead souls of their children. This is the most frantic and crazy praying I have ever seen on screen. Oh, yeah. But it's like the uh, the black ritual to resuscitate Dracula in Dracula AD nineteen seventy two. They're not just they they start out by just being peaceful praying, and then they just like they're swaying, they're freaking out. One of them is like is is it's it's he's like miming having caught a, a fly that's too powerful for him in his hands. He's just his hands are in the prayer position, but going all over the place. Freaking out. Yes. It's around here where I wrote down the note. This this high school slash college girl and this mom of one of her brother's friends look the same age. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they are close to the (laughs) same age. Probably the same age. Uh, But Miki is hurting from a wound she got during the fight with the shuriken gang. She got a wound across her stomach. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. She needs to keep fighting. Yes. There's a brief moment where it really seems like Ami and Miki are going to fuck. It, yes. There's that brief moment where it definitely seems like that. But they definitely have a bond, mm-hmm. a bond formed by grief. Yes. And together they torture the hostage by driving nails into his face. Yes. And I, I was very confused when they started this because the place where they start 
is right on the forehead. And I was like, are they lobotomizing him to make him more pliable? What's going on? No, they're just nailing nails into his face. This is probably the gnarliest effect in the movie. We eventually see his face filled with, filled with nails. Yes. Like, just, like, because it's so... For this movie, restrained. Yes. And more realistic, like it's just sure. fucked up. It didn't quite, just like the idea of nails in the head was upsetting to me, but like the actual effect didn't bother me too much. Okay. Especially, it bothered me at first, because again, the first nail in the head, I'm thinking about lobotomies and all this stuff. The more nails, the more nails that are in his face, the sillier it got, and the True. less bothered by it I was. True. But uh, this is a fucked up way to torture somebody. I There was a line I didn't want to jump over too quickly. The mom, at least in the dub, says to uh, Ami, you need to let me go with you so I can die in peace. Which was very confusing to me because they're literally going into a war zone. <laughs> but whatever. They're going into a Punisher war zone. Your favorite yes, movie. My favorite movie. Punisher Warzone. But yes, this is a really fucked up way to torture somebody. It is. It's super <laughs> fucked up. Like... Kudos to this movie for coming up with a fucked up new way of torture. Yeah. Like, and I would hate to have this done to me. Oh yeah, no, this was very. And again, as someone who was still watching this under the presumption that the movie had a there's point, going to be a deeper meaning. And <laughs> there was going to be a point or a deeper meaning. I was like, this is very upsetting. And this is we're here where I wrote down. I think I should have watched this with Brad because That's... I think I think that. I'm having a bad week this week, just, like, yeah. behind the scenes. Uh, so, like, me watching this alone in my bedroom, just kind of, like, and with the knowledge that I was going to have to go into work afterwards, yeah. was probably not the best environment. Probably not. Uh, it probably would have been a lot more fun if you and I could have gone, like, oh, exactly. together. I was going to bring that up earlier. Yeah. When we watch movies together, mm -hmm. we're fucking cheering, we're yeah. fucking laughing, we're... We tend to watch much dumber movies together than we do for the show yeah just we, in general we watch <laughs> stuff that just entertains us yeah yeah which is our right to right and we we get really into it we're our our i believe we both agree that our chef's kiss for a good action movie is if we laugh yes if we laugh yes. during something that happens like either it's so awesome or it's so silly mm -hmm. and I know that if we watch this together, we'd be oh. laughing all over the place. We'd be going, we'd be fucking losing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'd be, we'd so be I, on the floor with this film. I, I agree. Yeah. But at the same time. So I think this is definitely a party movie, just in general. Like, Absolutely. Just, watch it with friends. Watch it with friends who enjoy Sherlock mm -hmm. and just enjoy, like, oh my God, he's in cubes. You know, like, it'd be great. <laughs> oh, you're watching with John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, he's in cubes! I'm the boy in the bubble, now I'm the boy in cubes. <laughs> An American remake of this where John Travolta is the, the machine girl? No, is the, oh, okay. the Yakuza daddy. <laughs> okay, I was I was I was going in a very different direction. This is the purest blood, my son. You don't have to drink this pure blood. No hey. no Timlins in this blood. Hey, you Where'd you get those bruises at? <laughs> you know mom and dad died because they don't like violence. <laughs> as I've as I've established, Kristen Bell is playing Machine Girl. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, Miki and Ami find out where the Chimeras are. Mm -hmm. They go, and Miki gives Ami some backup weapons and a single bullet that takes up an entire drum... <laughs> Jesus that is Christ. super powerful, so powerful that it'll destroy her gun arm. Which seems like maybe 
if you're making a bullet that's going to destroy the gun it's in dial it back a little bit yeah <laughs> just 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 dial it back a little just bit dial it back slightly ami and miki roll up with their nail riddled hostage yes and show oh uh show greets them and their hostage is accidentally killed by some bushwhacking yakuza well wait show greets them tied to three other students in a human yes. shield that he's that he's like tied to himself and i i i because the actor who plays this kid show does a great job of like channeling like traditional yakuza bad guys in other yeah. japanese films he's got the, like the head tilted back the cocky attitude but he's a kid which makes it a million times more irritating. Yes. This this whole cocky attitude and also like all the evil shit he keeps doing. I was so ready for this kid to get fucking murked when he showed up in this scene. I was like, oh my God, fuck you. I was just so done with this kid. And then... Is this... Is what's coming up your favorite part of the movie? Because I feel like this is your favorite part of the movie. I... There are too many scenes in this movie that I, as we've talked about them, I've either said out loud or thought in my head, that was my favorite part. So it's hard to tell at this point. Because it's very close. The grieving parents roll out. Yes. And they have formed a full-on Sentai squad. And I was so in my own head about this movie that I didn't notice that it was a Sentai parody until you told me yesterday. Really? Yes. You messaged me. Wasn't it crazy when they became a Sentai squad? And I was like... You motherfucker, Billy. You didn't notice a, a Sentai squad in front of you. Oh my god. I don't think this has been talked about on the show. I am an insanely big Power Rangers fan. Yeah. And like Tuk- Takasatsu Sentai kind of fanboy. Uh, and they all roll up literally wearing like motorcycle helmets. Yeah, they're all in helmets. They're all... They have guns, like handguns strapped to their arms. My favorite and my dumbass didn't pick up on it. I, oh, but that's they, so disappointing. They do the whole, they do the whole, I loved the scene by itself, yeah. but they do the whole bit where they like take certain formations. They like get on announce. each other's like. They put yeah. their legs on each other's thighs and. They do the whole, uh, what, that, that. Sentai parody team from Dragon Ball Z bit. I don't remember I don't what they're called, but like they do the whole bit where they're making fun of the the super posing and stuff like that. And somehow my dumbass didn't pick up on it until later. We'll blame it on the bad week. You had we'll a lot else on your I mind. I had a lot else on my and mind. That's such a shame to me though that you yeah. didn't on your first on your watch. You didn't like. We're like, oh my god, it's Sentai. I um, I will absolutely be doing that on my second watch, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I did not pick up on it. But my favorite detail of their Sentai Squad uniforms is yes. that they had pictures of their dead children oh on the front of their God. uniforms, except for one who is bare-chested and has it tattooed. That's and, that's uh, the dad that she's met before, the golf dad. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Dan Green coming in and uh, they, with a tattooed chest. They are the super mourner gang in the subtitles. Oh, my God. <laughs> They have guns on their wrist. And even funnier, I even wrote down, as they were fighting, this has become Grindhouse Power Rangers all of a sudden, and I'm here for it, and still didn't, didn't pick make up. the connection. Didn't Aww. make the connection. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, before, happens. Just before they show up, though, their hostage is shot in the back of the head, yeah. which results in all of the nail because they've taken the nails out of his head, all the nail holes start sprouting spurts of blood like a a, a sinking ship in a cartoon and his head just blows up and he dies which was just an incredible effect like a actually impressive effect that they pulled off and i just wanted to mention it 
Uh, they have guns on their wrists. Yes. Uh, they pursue Ami and Miki. Miki has a decent, decent fight against the gang. And just like a, a Sentai or Power Rangers fight, they start the fight in one location, run off camera, end up in a completely different location, a forest instead of a instead of a quarry like it usually yeah. is in Power Rangers, and start the fight there. And it's a great, it's a great fight. It's an absolutely Power Rangers level fight. It is. Yeah. Uh, Ami fires except with more blood and guns. Ami fires at one, but they have bulletproof vests. Yes. Ami and Mike end up back to back, surrounded by the gang. Mm-hmm. Mike grabs a chainsaw from Ami's pack. Yes, and goes to battle, chops off a an chainsaw arm. that is built to be on an arm. Just it has like a little yeah. gauntlet, just like the gun is. So it's it's a chainsaw arm, even though she's just using it as a chainsaw. She chops off an arm, then saws a guy in half. Oh my god! That's one down. That's amazing. Ami oh. is out of bullets. She changes oh no. to the super ammo. Yes. As Kamira Daddy sends a flying guillotine to get decapitate another member of the gang. Yes. <laughs> Which I am almost sure is something I have seen in another Kung Fu film. The flying guillotine, uh, it doesn't always look like this, but yes. that's a that was like a subgenre of yeah. uh, Wuja Kung Fu films. But I believe whenever usually it was played entirely seriously, and this is just like, hey, how much more fucking absurd can we Yes. Have? And it's an absurd weapon. It's amazing. It's, it's fucking great. It's so great. Uh, Miki and the lead member of the gang face off. Miki puts a sword through her. Three down. The flying guillotine, which is more like a chain chomp. Yes. <laughs> gets kicked away from Ami by Miki. I love Miki so much. Miki's so good. Her foot is caught in the oh, guillotine no. and is eventually lost. And Miki bleeds out. And here's where I no- notice finally the the movie isn't pervy at all. Like yeah. just, I don't know why at this particular there, point. And that's another difference between... It, it, I've only seen a couple of clips of Planet Ta- Terror, so I really shouldn't be bringing it up this much. In the few clips that I have seen of it, uh, Rose Byrne, I believe, is the actress in that? Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, that's it, uh, is uh, objectified way more than any of the women in this movie get objectified. I'd agree with that. Yeah. From like what I remember. There's, there's a lot more, like, whenever she's using her leg machine gun, there's a lot more, like... Ooh, this is what I can do with my leg, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, because she's an exotic dancer and right, yeah, yeah, and she's an exotic dancer instead of a student or a mom yeah. or a mechanic. The guillotine snaps on the end of Ami's gun. Kamira Daddy yanks it. He mm-hmm. pulls all the barrels loose, only to be impaled by them. Yes, this is the most. So we didn't even get to use the massive bullets. Ridiculous anticlimactic death. Like this is. Yeah. It's still a good effect. Yes, but it's such a strange way for your. Your big, or at least your dragon, if not your big bad, to die. Mm-hmm. Yes. Miki is still crawling along, only yes. to be attacked by the last member of the gang. Mm-hmm. She jams her foot stump into so the chainsaw. Dan Green again, I believe. I believe man. so. Yeah. She jams her foot into the chainsaw. Yes. And guts him in half. Oh my god. And then she dies. And it's funny because right before she pulled out the chainsaw arm prop, I had wrote, written down, I want Machine Girl a machine girl team up with Ash Williams and then suddenly the chainsaw arm came in and it became a chainsaw leg and I was like I'm I'm good thank you that's that's awesome that's amazing Ami Huga still a more competent protagonist than Ash Williams oh a million times a million percent which is what I love about Ash yeah Ash is, is a that dumbass he's incompetent and uh, Ami is a superhero exactly yeah Ami storms the compound with the chainsaw chainsaw on her arm yes 
She has barricade. Uh, Show has barricaded himself inside the multiple human shield that you mentioned. Yes. Again, flashbacks to tracks and the little league team. Oh my god! Yes. Little league team <laughs> strapped to the, the car. car. <laughs> tracks and Machine Girl exist in the same universe. I, that's 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 my head. Absolute canon. Now. canon. Absolute canon. Um, Ami turns to face Violet Kamira. They fight. Yes. Violet stabs her in the shoulder before Ami swings her chainsaw. Yes. But it's deflected off of Violet's steel bra. Oh, no. Which is also a drill. Yes, she pulls, she she opens her top and her bra. She has like a Madonna cone. She has a Madonna cone that starts to rotate as an actual fucking drill, which is probably, I mean, I think the best way that they could have gone with this climax. Like, sure. That's just... Where the she, fuck else do you go? I, I don't know. I don't know where else you go, and this is, but this is amazing, and I think this might be the reason why that they haven't made a sequel. They ran out of ideas. Maybe. Once you hit Drill Bra, like, where can you go from there? Violet hugs Ami. Well, in the dub she says, you must be curious how it feels. <laughs> and then Leah hugs Ami and brings her into and the both drill. both are just being sprayed by blood. Sprayed so much blood. It's, and it's become, speaking of Evil Dead, it's become the Evil Dead remake, the climax of the Evil Dead remake with the blood just raining everywhere. Ami collapses, and Violet says she'll drill Ami's face. Yes, Meanwhile... I am surprised that Ami is not already dead. She doesn't even have a wound on her chest. I mean, she should have been dead several times over yes. by this point. Meanwhile, the human shield are just con- collectively pissing themselves. They're so scared, they're all pissing. They're pissing so much. So much piss. Too much piss, in fact, as Too I much noted. piss, as Too you noted. Too much piss with so many exclamation points. And Ami, because she's a superhero, just like Batman, she yes. knows what to do with this piss. She knows what to do with the piss. Uh, she flips Violet onto the piss, which shorts out her electric bra, <laughs> killing her. Is there any more ignoble death than being electrocuted by your own bra? Didn't quite kill her, just electrocuted her. Okay. She gets up in a sort of Mortal combat like finish him kind of moment. True, and then we get Ami puts her. Uh, you, or what was it? What was this show? Show beside her. Yeah, show rushes to her aid. Yeah, and Ami slices off both their heads, but not at the neck. No, at just above the jaw. Yes, and their heads land on each other's bodies. <laughs> they literally just trade heads. They go whoop. whoop. <laughs> It's it's the it's an it's a fo- face swap with no Photoshop needed, bouncing between. This movie has been very Evil Dead throughout. Yes. Here's where it becomes Houseu or House, oh where my this God. is a fucking kill that would be in House. Yes, the famous Japanese movie that is a mashup, mm-hmm. uh, not famous uh, cult Japanese movie from the seventies yes. from Toho that is a fever dream that is like Evil Dead meets Scooby Doo meets. Yeah, uh, mescaline. You've heard other movies described as fever dreams. None of them are as fever dreamy as House. Houseu is, and I will say, I was thinking about Houseu earlier in the movie with like talking about how soap opera-y all yes. the dr- so-called dramatic moments are, and that is another element of Houseu where it every is. like interpersonal scene that doesn't involve horror is just so overwrought and yes. whimsical. Ami sends the human shields away to tell the police what happened. Someone has to tell the story. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, in the dub, when she when she <laughs> slices them through the head and they trade heads there for a second, 
Uh, she says, no matter which way you slice it, you <laughs> both will be rotting in hell. That's pretty great. <laughs> I love, I, I need to watch this dub. Because yeah. it sounds like they d- put a lot of their own energy they, they into it. They put effort into it. Yeah, and this sounds actually pretty good. From what little I've heard of the Squid Game dub, more effort than the Squid Game dub. I'm sure. Yeah. But she tells the kids to run off and, and tell, tell the, the police, police. what happened. In a great inversion of the usual revenge trope, maybe it's cultural, Yeah, but the revenge not only fulfills Ami, mm-hmm. but the ghost of her brother is like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But also, not only is the ghost of her brother hell yeah, the students are hell yeah. They, they turn to her and they're like, you're a fucking hero now. Like, I hope I'm just as strong as... She's like, hey, if you were ever bullied... And you expect her to be like, like tell somebody or like, don't, don't go down the dark path. I just like, stand up for yourself and yeah. be st- fight back. And they're like, I hope, I only hope I'm as strong as you are if I ever get bullied. And they run off. She is. You were talking about like her being like when I said Grindhouse Power Rangers to you yesterday. We talked yeah. a little bit over Facebook Messenger before recording the episode. You came back with, yeah, she's Grindhouse Sailor Moon. And that is the vibe that she get like she has like like a Christopher Reeve Superman smile on yeah. her face. Like, this all went very well. <laughs> <laughs> and they run off like uh like earlier in the opening we had that sort of dark moment of, of the kid she saved being like, No, you're a monster. Yeah. But at the end nope, that's gone. Yep, They're like gone. Everyone's happy. You're you're fucking Superman to me. Ami is about to commit suicide. She has her uh in a very uh inefficient way you would think that she would go straight for the seppuku but she goes she's literally holding the blade up to her throat about to like try and chop her own head off seppuku is not an easy way to die no but it's, it's very like painful as a person holding the sword it is much easier to get into there than it is to like i mean it's easier but off again it's head. much more painful she's sure. just gonna slit her throat she's not gonna fully decapitate herself oh just gonna bleed Maybe out. Maybe it's the world of the movie, but I thought she was gonna decapitate herself. That's <laughs> fair. You know what? That's fair. But she stopped. There's a rustle in the bushes. Yes. She turns her katana on the noise. Cue credits. It turns out Shao Kahn, he's come out and he says, uh, you're, you're weak, pathetic fools. I've come for your souls. Anything else you want to say about Machine Girl? Uh, I want more of Machine Girl. I do, too. I wish... I think like, the, the movie that they have made is a compact, awesome package that I will watch probably more times after yeah. this. And it's very fun. And but you just want more of I it. I just want... You just as, want more as a of superhero, As a superhero fanboy, I like it when there are more adventures. I want, yeah, I want Machine Girl to meet evil machine girl i want her to meet <laughs> machine boy like have like a whole fight robot dinosaurs in the middle of tokyo like have Hell a whole yeah. bunch of crazy weird fucking adventures i am still looking for something that matches machine girl yeah like you would probably enjoy yakuza weapon you'd probably sure. like tokyo gore police mm-hmm. but i'm still looking for something that hits the same yeah neither of those were at, at the same level to you as this was no and i watched tokyo gore police before i watched machine girl i think Okay. But, uh, so next, mm-hmm. we're going to be getting into our holiday season. Yes. Our next episode is going to be about El Dia de la Bestia. Ooh, the yes. The Day of the Beast. Uh, uh, a new favorite holiday movie of ours. Yes. One uh, that we discovered uh, not 
watching it thinking it was not a Christmas movie. Yes. During uh, the off-season time. It's by the same director as a movie we really enjoyed called Perdita Durango. Mm-hmm. And I was seeking out more. Yes. And this came up and it just happened to be one of the most fucked up Christmas movies I've seen. It's great. Uh, it's so great. we'll be talking about that next time. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Give her a stop. Export the file. <laughs>